intention um, gives you a place to focus your attention. Mm. And I love I that. I like that. Yeah, I like it yeah. a lot. So with that in mind, um, where do you want to focus your attention? So welcome everybody to Girls Gone Deep, where we are going deep in more ways than one, talking all things sex, relationships, personal development, what sucks, what we're liking, what we're hating. We're just (laughs) talking about it all. And there's a ton on the list today. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm L, and I'm V, and welcome to the show. Yeah. So first things first, we have to talk about Tulum. You were there over New Year's Eve. Did you check check anything off of your bucket list? <clears throat> so I can say that I hit a new PR for orgasms in one night in like a short period of time. So the way that I orgasm is mine are strong. Like I will shake sometimes. It like takes wind out of me that sometimes I need a little bit of a break um, after orgasming, especially after like number three, I'm like, I need to stop fucking. I need to take a break and get water and come back in a couple minutes. But um, I surprisingly with three different partners came seven times. Oh my God. That night. And the last one I was, um, I was fucking the builder. Right. And so I came with him a fifth time and I literally looked at him and he stopped cause he knows me. He knows like once I come a lot, I need a break. And I was like, no, keep going, keep going. He's like more. I was like, yeah, I just want to see how many times I can keep coming. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he fucked me, fucked me, fucked me. Boom. Within like another minute, I came again and I was like, oh, all right, one more time. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. He was like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to see how far I can go. Yeah. And again, like another minute or two, which was surprising that it was even so quick. Boom. I came again. And after that, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm really done now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was amazing. So were um, each of those orgasms very intense orgasms? Were they full body orgasms? Were they less intense? Because I've had that too, but it's like, they're not my full potential of orgasm. I totally agree question. And I would say that they were medium sized orgasms for me. And the reason why I would say that, and I would say that they were almost all the same and towards the end, they do get less for me because I've already exhausted a lot of my energy. But another thing that I think skews the picture is that I was also on K and K is a numbing agent. Like if I, I sometimes have to make a decision, am I fucking or am I doing K? Because if I am too high on K, I don't enjoy the sex. I can't usually feel it as much. My orgasms are very weak if I even do orgasm. So it's kind of like K is for me is what Molly is for some guys. Mm -hmm. Like for some guys, Molly breaks their dick Mm -hmm. and they can't get hard. That's K for me is it makes it more challenging. So for me, I did K earlier in the night knowing that I was gonna, we were going to go to do an orgy. So I stopped, I think, far enough away. But mine were like medium, medium to at the end getting a little bit less. Yeah. But that's a great point because some people could just go and go and go and go. And that's, you know, they're fine. So how do you orgasm? Do you get wiped out? Do you – can you have multiples? When I have multiples, yeah. So – I, in the end of last year, I was really having trouble having powerful orgasms. And I think I go through phases. So 
when I was married, actually, I had one very strong, intense orgasm every time I came and that was it. Mm -hmm. I, but I didn't know that there was a possibility of pushing to see if I could achieve more. I just, that wasn't in my sexual vocabulary. Um, so it's like, oh, I came. Okay. We're done now. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I, as I was really like awakening my sexuality post-divorce, I was very multi-orgasmic and I would just have like hours of pleasure. And during quarantine, I was furloughed and had nothing else to do with my days. So I would get these new <laughs> toys and I would try them out and I would literally lay there for hours and I would come and then like lay and like, you know, just like maybe text some dudes and then I'd be like, yeah, let me go again. And I would yeah. literally four or five <laughs> hours, just like four or five orgasms. Masturbating. Yeah. Going. Wow. That's awesome. Um, but then, yeah, I think – That's what's, that's multiple orgasms with yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, with myself. And now – Definitely also with are you having partners. So okay. I did – I have done it with partners and it just has to be like the right circumstance. But in the end of last year, I was getting very frustrated because not for lack of trying both by myself, with my partner, with other partners, I was trying to reach, you know, really good orgasm, like my full potential because I was orgasming, but it was it was weaker ones, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that now in hindsight, it had so much to do with a lot that was going on in my professional life and my career. I was changing jobs and it was just a very um, volatile end to my old job. And, you know, it's real, like that kind yeah. of outside stuff really affecting your ability to let go and get vulnerable and and be comfortable and safe. Yeah. yeah, you need to feel safe when you mm. orgasm. There's something about that with women and men. Yeah. Like, you have to feel safe and secure. So, so you seem to have worked through that, Yeah, right? so uh, just a week or two ago, actually, my partner Jay and I, we were just playing and it was, it was like midweek and it was so nice. Like just we prioritized fucking over just sitting in front of the TV. Because I think sometimes in longer term relationships, we can be like, Oh, it was a long day at work. Da, da, da. Let's just like sit and zone out in front of the TV. And we mm -hmm. have recently made the connection between like our sex is better when we say no, like, maybe we'll watch a half hour of the office or something like that. But then it's like, no, it's sex time. Yeah. And then if we're still awake after the sex, cool. Then we can watch more of The Office. But don't binge two hours of The Office and then you're so exhausted. It's like, fuck, fuck, done. Yeah. So that was a particular night when we prioritized it. And I went over to the bed and I got my got my wand out and I just started like masturbating and I like opened my legs so he could watch me. And he was like, Oh my God. Cause he was still on the couch and he was like, okay, I guess it's time, huh? So, <laughs> so he comes over and I'm halfway there already. And he started fingering me 
because I do really respond to double stimulation. So the G spot and the clit. And that's when I have my most powerful orgasms. And so he puts his fingers in me and it feels fucking amazing. And I think I orgasm once. And then he's like, when was the last time you squirted? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it. And he was like, (laughs) babe, this is a safe space. Just, you know, we'll put a towel down. And like, when else are you going to be feeling comfortable doing it? You know? And I was like, you're right. I'm going to do it. So (laughs) because intention, intention, exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, push boundaries. Um, cause that's what sex really is for me and like being playful and exploratory. And it's like, yes, if not now, when, when will be a better time? So he made me score and I was like, okay, that's enough, but I'm glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> one and done. One and done. Um, but then I, you know, I came again and then he fucked me and I came and then I got on top and I came and it's extremely rare for me to do that because mm. when I have orgasms, I, I need to let my body go. And I think that there's something in the back of my head when I'm on top, I'm like, I can't let go because what's going to happen to my body? Who's going to hold me up? I'm going to fall sideways. I'm going to flail, you know? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Seriously. It's like, it's not about not being able to stay on top. It's like, I want to let my body go in that moment that I don't want to think about keeping myself on top of him. I see. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. letting yourself fully relax. Exactly. So somehow I did. And then I came again with him fucking me from behind. And it was just like, I came like six or seven times and it was just, I was like, oh my God, it is possible again. Like I thought, I thought yeah. it was just a, a yeah. phase. When I, yeah. It was just <laughs> incredible. And so moral of the story is I think, um, number one, your mental state has so much to do with it. I, I know that's <laughs> that's not a secret, but you know, it's just every time it happens to me again, it reinforces, oh yeah, that's a real thing. And then number mm-hmm. two, just really opening your mind to being playful and curious with your partner again. And it's like once you relax your brain in that kind of way, like I wasn't saying, oh, I need to get off because we have five minutes and, oh, go for orgasm. It was more like, let's just play. Let's have fun. Let's do the things we used to do and like be curious. Like, oh, what if he makes me squirt? Uh, Do I like this? I don't know. So just being curious and exploratory is also really helpful in creating a free space to allow orgasms to happen and powerful orgasms. Yeah. I can resonate with the mental state. I feel like, um, I, it's probably the same time that you were feeling your release and relaxation and enjoyment and curiosity came back for you was me being in Tulum. I felt all of that come back. Like it was a really rejuvenating, relaxing, um, great connection that I've had with the people that I was there. Everybody was very sexy. We had, you know, we were there for seven nights. We had orgies three of the nights, but then Em and I played on several nights on our own and morning sex and just like, it was 
we were in such a relaxed state that I felt myself waking up, mm-hmm. waking up wet and getting wetter very quick. And I, it's been a while, I think, since that's really happened to me, like where I'm like, I'm the one initiating the sex. I'm the one waking up horny, you know, so I had that come back and it, I'm happy to say it's still with me, even though I'm home too, <laughs> you know, so I can resonate with your mental state being such an important part of your sexual energy and your body. Yeah. So. This is a great start to 2023 for you and I. (laughs) So, okay. So you gave me some highlights. We've covered Tulum. I would like to talk about our New Year's intentions. And before we kind of dive into what they are, I really was trying to think about people laugh at me because I say like, what's your intention for the new year? <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, uh, you mean what's my resolution? And I'm yeah. like, no, no, no intention. So I don't really like the word resolution because Not it feels same. too like hard and set and stuff. It kind of reminds me of, you and I have talked about this before with our partners where we say we have boundaries, not rules because yeah. boundaries can be pushed. Yep. Rules can be broken. Yep. And I think that's the same with resolutions. Resolutions can be broken. They're so yep. hard and fast and black and white. Intentions is like yeah, a mindset. Exactly. I support that hundred percent. I also feel like resolutions has like a negative connotation at this point because they're, I feel like everybody always breaks their resolution. So it's like, why even set them? They're so not always even give like, up sugar forever. Yeah. Or, like, no. I'm working out every day. Yeah, exactly. An intention is different than um, like an ex. Like a resolution is almost like an expectation, and expectations can lead you to disappointment because it's something that's measurable. Like you said, I'm going to go to the gym every day instead of setting the intention of I want to be healthier and move more. Yeah, whatever that may be. Whatever that may be, it could be just more flexible. Yeah. Yeah. So intentions are, I think, a little bit more flexible because you're right. It's a mindset. Yeah. And I was, I was listening to a podcast that kind of was helping me to find the wording for that as well. And it's like intention, um, gives you a place to focus your attention. Mm. And I love I that. Like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, where do you want to focus your attention? I know we want to talk about personal, sexual, and professional goals. So what are you most jazzed about in those three things? Honestly, professionally. I know that's the boring of ones, but I'm super excited for my professional. I think that's awesome because we balance each other out because I'm like, what am I going to say for professional? I don't fucking know. (laughs) So yeah, so I am professionally excited. So I actually set the intention last year to say yes to everything. And I really put that into practice with my business. So if it was, and for those of you to catch you to speed, I um, am a medically trained person that has left my professional career to do a different thing of starting my own health practice to help people holistically. And so I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business now. So I may set in a point last year to say, I'm saying yes to anything that comes to mind. So if someone wants to give me a lecture or speak, or if somebody wants me to work on something or whatever invited me to some event for work related, related, if it was an educational opportunity, a trip, I was saying yes. If it was on my calendar, I was free. I was going to do it. And that 
mindset of just saying yes to the opportunities that were presented to me has been very beneficial. My business has grown by 32% since last year. That's a huge growth. Congratulations. So excited. And so I'm trying to maintain that saying yes. And just today I was at like a business networking event and I was invited to like two different events in the past coming up in the next two weeks. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm going. Okay. Yes. What time is it? Yes. I'm free. I'm going like, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just saying yes, because it's been working for me. So that's kind of where that's my one focus professionally. My next one is a lot of my business is active income, meaning I have to be present to make money. I do a lot of one-on-ones. I do virtuals. I do classes and I need to transition that into more passive income so Mm. that I can, well, in good timing, me and you starting this podcast together, I bought a camera. I bought a really nice microphone, a really nice headset with the intention of putting my content on videos and creating classes online so yep. I can sell them and make my passive income. Yep. And lo and behold, along the way, you and I were like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, great. I already have all the freaking equipment. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now that I have the equipment, it's been six months since I got it all. I'm like, I got to start doing that. So that's my intention for the year is to make more passive income. And hopefully that would be online classes that I record for myself and, and, and teach people healthier. So that's my professional. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, let's go to personally, I would say I have had, I've worked through social anxiety. I think that was, um, I developed it over COVID. And I think that a lot of people went through a lot of mental stuff. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd be that person that was shy, didn't want to have conversations, would avoid going out and becoming more introverted because I've been mostly an extrovert in my life, but over COVID and over 2021, but not all of it, I worked out of it, but I've been struggling with social anxiety. And that has led me to be to say no to events, to not go out, to not do things or be hesitant to do it or push myself to go. I wouldn't be excited. I'd be more anxious about it. And so my 2023 goal is being more social, calling people more, having more interaction, like live interaction in person and on the phone, as Mm. opposed to just texting or social media or Instagram so that I can continue to develop and work through and just improve my social skills, which being in these networking groups for my business is helping me as well. So, so that's my personal goal. You're pondering on that. Well, yeah, because I know we've talked about the desire or uh, need to say no more and give ourselves space. So how do those two things tie in together? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I guess if I'm going to use my no, if I think that my, the event or situation is going to basically affect me negatively after attending. Like deplete you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to deplete me, it's going to suck my energy out, meaning I'm not going to get a lot of sleep or I'm going to be around a lot of drugs and I'm probably going to do them all (laughs) because you're there. Um, Partying too much. Like if it's going to deplete me and affect my health negatively, that's going to be my no. But if I'm feeling anxious or uncomfortable and it's my social issues, I'm going to say yes, because mm. I need, that's how you work over your fear. Yeah. You, you need to lean into it. I think that's a great it. way to distinguish it. Yeah. Yes. That's a great way to distinguish it. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's how I would use my no, is if as long as it doesn't deplete me, it should energize me. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so similarly, my personal goal <clears throat> or intention um, is to really focus on my health and energy and grounding. So that's mm-hmm. where I want to focus my attention. And so I think how that might manifest itself is setting boundaries, saying no more often and dealing with whatever FOMO feelings might come up. So for example, I kind of was saying this to you about Tulum. I was very sad not to have gone there with you guys. However, it absolutely was not the right time for me. I'm starting a new job. I had just come back from England for a week with my partner and, you know, Mm -hmm. being with his family during the holidays, being with my family over Christmas. And, you know, it all takes a lot out of you. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that I would have really fully enjoyed Tulum in the way that I want to when I go. Um, don't get me wrong. I would have had a great fucking time. (laughs) Right. I think reflecting on this past year, 2022, I said yes to everything that came my way and it was all beautiful things. And I feel so grateful to have experienced so many music festivals and, you know, Vegas and crazy experiences and nights and seeing so many sunrises in 2022. (laughs) Oh my God. But I think I don't need to see so many sunrises this year. I want to savor the sunrises that I see, not just, Mm -hmm. oh, there is another sunrise just like last weekend, (laughs) you know? Well, now I see a sunrise and I'm like, other than this past weekend, now I'm like, oh, fuck, the sun's coming up. Yes, exactly. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? (laughs) I want it to be a conscious choice to be like, tonight? I'm going to stay up and see the sunrise. Like, otherwise I I don't need to do that, you know? Yeah. Because I do feel it does deplete me energetically and physically, physically. Oh my God. I was sick. Mentally. Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know what, the stuff you're saying is in alignment with a lot of people in our friend group, to be honest. Mm. And it was a conversation that I had with a lot of people in Tulum, actually, Mm. that we're all ready to just okay, we need to get our shit together. Mm. We're 30 something, 35. Mm. Like we're partying like we're 21. Who's like- 35? I'm 34, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Who's 35? Oh, oh fuck. Uh, so you're, we're in alignment there. So mm. that's the good news. <laughs> but like also don't get me wrong. I think there is a time and place for those nights. You know, and I love that about our friend group that we're not like, oh, it's two o'clock time to go to bed. You know, like I I want the ability to choose for myself, but I just want to be more intentional about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I like that personal. Yeah. And I think it also, it really um, bleeds into not just like party nights and weekends, but also during the week. So my partner, Jay, he has a different capacity than me to for, for energy, let's say, and doing things. And so for example, tonight he's out with somebody and I'm so happy to be in my space, having this conversation with you, just like a catch up with girlfriends, having a glass of wine. And he 
could go out every night of the week and be fine with it. And so even just within my own personal relationship, I need to be comfortable with setting those personal boundaries of we don't have the same needs. And I hope you can understand it, but this is my need. I need at least like two nights a week to myself to be my best self for you, for work, for myself, Mm -hmm. for my girls. Like Mm -hmm. I need all of that. So I'm really just prioritizing that saying no, even to my partner. Sorry. Yeah. Which is good. It's a, it's a good thing. I mean, you're standing in what you know that you need and that's important when you can discuss the boundaries for yourself. Right. And again, you can break them if you want to. hundred <laughs> percent. Cause it's not push a rule. Them, not break it's them. a boundary. Like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I came across, um, I, I don't know where I saw it, Instagram, some real, but it was, it really made me think a lot about um, my relationships with others, myself, my partner, and with my family and my friends. And they said, there's seven days in a week. And they said, two nights a week, you should spend with yourself. Mm. And where you do whatever you want, you dedicate it to yourself. The other two nights, you dedicate it with you and your partner. And you put your phone away. It's dedicated time for you too. Now you have three nights left. Two of those nights you should spend with you and your partner and other people, Mm. whether that be your friends or your family, but you do those things together. And then the other night of the week, you should spend your personal time with your friends by yourself Mm. or your group or family, whoever it may be. But you see that balance of individuality and togetherness individuality with yourself and with others, and then also with other, with your partner together and all that. So I just thought it was, it just really made me think about where I'm, where do I stand in that? And I'm realizing that I'm lacking one-on-one time with myself and other people. Because And what I love- Oh, sorry. Isn't that the first thing that goes by the wayside where I was like, oh, I can, I can deprioritize my, my self night or my night with my girls because, oh, my partner really wants to do X, Y, Z. There's not enough nights in the week. Let's just do it. Like the first thing that goes is me time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's so true. And that, that was what I wanted to work on. So actually if I can create a new intention that just came up now is spending that individual time with myself and also me with other people without my partner there. Mm. So, and again, that's also going to piggyback on helping with my social stuff and working on my communication skills and building my confidence around all of that. Amen. Yeah. So, so many good things to look forward so to. So when are you coming up to New York? Just you and me, girl. Yes. <laughs> <I love> to. <laughs> that's what I, I get from that. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I already know a weekend I'm coming up. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, let's um, finish with our sexual intentions for the year. Yeah. So I, when I was kind of like thinking about this, I do have an intention, but then I also have like a specific fuck it list item that I want to get off. So get off, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, check yeah. off. That's what I mean. Um, so mine is actually something that you had shared with me and Mm -hmm. it's served me really well and I want to continue focusing on it. And it is the intention of, um, getting out of my head and into my body in social situations. So like in group Mm -hmm. situations, group sexual situations, 
we actually just hosted our second quarterly sex party this past. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a time frame now. Yeah. Well, we all, we all talked about it at our, at our sex party this past weekend. And we were all like, "Mm, every three months, that feels good. That feels really good. So every season. You got to name it. Yeah. Yeah, hoes and hobo. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run it by Jay. Um, but yeah, I went into that night with the intention of getting out of my head and into my body with someone else, which is yes. the, the key. And also to kind of like as a subset of that, let's say uh, intention part. A. Uh, so to help that is prioritizing sex over substances. So, mm-hmm. you know, in these social situations, so often substances are there, whether it is just alcohol or it is other um, drugs. I mm-hmm. tend to kind of get carried away. I'm, I'm a lightweight with alcohol. So after two drinks, I'm like, woohoo! Or you know, I enjoy my C, I enjoy my K, I enjoy my whippets, you know? And so I can just forget all about the sexual part of it and just go towards the substances. Yeah. You could party, talk and and chat all night long. Yes. You know? And Mm -hmm. I also found that the more I did that, the more I would get into my head, oh, I should be having sex, quote unquote. I should be Mm. sexual. So then I'm in my head and not in my body. So I think those two put together are really helpful for me to have more successful sexual experiences and more intentional sexual experiences. And then I almost, quote unquote, reward myself at the end of the night. It's like, okay, now you can go into a (laughs) K-hole. (laughs) <laughs> and just cuddle. <laughs> yes, exactly. It makes it, you appreciate it so yes, much more. <laughs> yeah. And it's easier to get off to your point from earlier, you know, when I've been doing K yeah. all night, like it's really hard to achieve orgasm. So earlier in the night, mm-hmm. if I'm prioritizing sex and getting into my body with someone else, it's like, you know, it's, it's easier to get off. Um, and then I can. Right. And then intention. Yeah. yeah. You have that good intention to go with yeah. and. I, yeah. Awesome. And it could be, so to that point, it could be anything. It could be just making out with somebody or it could be full on sex, you know, it's, 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 or anything in between. Um, it's connecting with somebody on a, body yeah. level, right. Whatever that yeah. may be. And I had a great time doing that this past weekend. And so you achieved it this weekend at the, I achieved party. it this weekend. And I think that it takes, many times of trying a new tool to really create a new kind of like go-to pathway in our mind, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so if right now my go-to is going into a K-hole and not having sex in the beginning of the night and then just beating myself up over it, I think, you know, you need to do it 20 times before it becomes like a, a go-to habit. So that's going to be really my intention this year is practicing, practicing that. that. And a specific bucket list item is to achieve DP. And I hope I'm going to put this out into the universe and into the podcast universe. Um, I, <laughs> I hope and I believe that it will happen for the very first time with my partner and your partner. 
Yes! Oh my God. My partner is the Bible master. That's my goal. Like I just, that's, that's literally, I picture it. It's almost like losing my virginity. And I'm like, I just want J and M and that's it. And that's my first experience with DP and it's going to happen here in 2023. Ooh, intentions are yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So to that point, for me, uh, sexually, our collective sexual desire and intention for this year is more butthole stuff. So me as the receiver and also him receiving too. So we've been exploring on him and we have some pretty naughty fantasies that we want to fulfill. So um, last year we did a really good job at starting off the year. I think I had a butt plug in my ass more days of the year. I remember you like, got an anal training yeah. kit, right? Yeah. 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 We just got a new one. Yeah. And so uh, we would be like, Hey, we're going out to dinner. Want to put a butt plug in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we would put it in and go to dinner. And then by February, he fucked me in the ass and it was, it was great. It was like, I was able to relax. I enjoyed it. He came inside of me, which, I'm not on birth control. So for him to come inside of me, it was so, as a female, I don't know, I just really felt, I don't know, it just felt so good for him to come inside of me, even if it wasn't my ass, <laughs> you know? So butt stuff is number one on me. And I'm going to add to that. I would, if I'm going to do butt stuff, DP's got to be on my list. I've yet to do that. I would have to find someone else in my pussy because M is always the ass guy, you know, so he's going to be in my ass. (laughs) Well, just saying, I'm sure Jay would be more than honored to do it, but I do think we have an uncle in our group who is very well averse to being the pussy guy while M is in the ass. So that's another one. You have some good options. Yeah. And it it can always happen more than once. (laughs) So me as a receiver of, of that is a big one. And then me, giving to him is is another one. So I have some naughty fantasies of him getting fucked. Have you um, pegged him before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we we did it. We had a really nice session. Was it last month? He had a really nice play night, him and I. We put like porn on the TV. And I we have, I think I have five different dildos and they go from a pegging dildo to like Bigger, From bigger, Anthony bigger. to Dante? <laughs> Dante's the biggest one. Okay. So there's a pegging dildo. There's Brad, Chad, Anthony, and then and then Dante. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I that night we started off with butt plugs, and then I I literally worked into each single dildo, and I fucked him with my – just using my hands. So mm-hmm. I didn't actually wear a strap on. But I got to the point where he took Dante, and – Dante is Dante. Like, it's what you would think he is. He's a big dude. And, um, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my mission is to be able to actually wear a strap on and peg him with it. So, any other final comments about, you know, sex party that you want to wrap up on? It was a success. No. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear about the sex party, like I, I had set that intention of getting out of my head and into my body. And, in alignment with what we were talking about, you know, I, I only, wait, did I even fuck Jay? I don't No, I fucked <laughs> our friend C. Oh, nice. Um, uh, so, and he was the only one I fucked. Um, I did like one girl went down on me and then I went down on her while Jay was fucking her. I made out with a couple of girls, but I was very, I was, I was kind of, what is the word? I I was, 
not discerning because I'm attracted to everyone that we invite to our parties, but like, you know, I, I wasn't just fucking everyone. It was like, right. I, I was in a very particular mood that night and mm-hmm. yes, I got into my body, but very intentionally. Yeah. And like beforehand I had said like, I really want to fuck C tonight. I haven't fucked him in a really long time. And I haven't like connected with him sexually in a really long time. And um, actually to that point, it is really fun in our friend group that, you know, it is big enough that you might go a year without fucking someone and like you'll connect with them and have great times and stuff and like talk, talk, talk. And you'll be like, Oh wow, we need to fuck next time. And it just like doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Yeah. That was like you. I hadn't fucked a in two years. I've done them and nothing, you know, it's just, it's interesting how it happens, but it also keeps it exciting. So exciting. Exactly. You know, it's fresh. And, and I'm to your point where what you're talking about, not that you were discerning, I'm very much energetic and where's Mm. the energy taking me? Where's the flow? You know, I'll go into a weekend thinking I might connect with one person, but then I get totally surprised by making connections with other people. And I yeah. just, I flow with where it's more organic. Yeah. So I know I can resonate with what you're saying about that. Yeah. So. So that was super successful. And the only takeaway of what I would do differently next time is I spent a lot of time watching Jay from afar and it was so hot watching him do his thing. Like he got after it. Me, C, and J were the last ones standing at the end of the night. And we no were all surprise. just like, <laughs> we were all just laying in bed and like kind of like debriefing, et cetera, et cetera. And C was like, yo, Jay, you got after it tonight. Like you were, s-. and I was like, yeah, that's right. That's how he does in New York, baby. So oh like, God. I think he fucked everyone at the party. That's and, amazing. and it's so, I was so, proud. I was like, that's my man. That's right. (laughs) It's a conversion right there. (laughs) But I do, at the end, I looked at him and I was like, oh, I I watched you a lot tonight, but we didn't fuck at all. And he was like, yeah, I actually didn't come. And of course he was doing drugs. So that Mm -hmm. definitely played into it. But he was like, yeah, if I had fucked you at the end, I would have come. Yeah. Also because we don't use condoms, but you know. Right. Oh yeah, that's a huge player. <laughs> huge oh my gosh. Player. Yeah. But you know, we we did miss most often at parties we will play together at some point and we didn't at this one. I kissed him a couple times while he was fucking someone else, but yeah. we didn't fuck. So, wow, yeah. yeah, I would say that for M and I, that's interesting because I would say more often than not, we don't always play together. Interesting. And it's only been lately, it's kind of been coming back in. Like over the weekend when we were in Tulum, the orgies, we did connect, I think, one of the three nights. But oh, I like, love still, that. that was three nights. See, him and I will usually reconnect in bed before we go to sleep. Mm. And you know, he's always ready to go and wants to come or he can't go to sleep. And sometimes I fuck myself out so much that I am like, babe, like I'm really tired. He's like, well, could you just like lay there and I'll just like rub my balls on your face? I'm like, fine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just stick my tongue out. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my 
my God. Uh, you know, so it's funny. So it's interesting you say that. So you always typically always play with Jay at these parties. And I and for us and, and M, it's been opposite. But we're coming back to that too. Well, I think it's because we really, we enjoy sex in a group setting. And so we both get turned on by it. And also I can let go with him in a way that I can't with others. And Mm -hmm. it's very rare that I can let go enough to come in a group setting. So if I'm fucking him, I can get out of my head a little bit more than Mm-hmm. Not that I'm like in my head, but you know, oh, just but it's it's familiar. It's your comfort. Com- it's your safety. Exactly. It's your partner. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing. Is it is, and we really enjoy that. So, okay, this was this was a great combo. I'm really excited about the intentions that we've set for this year, mm-hmm. and I think something really cool to acknowledge, looking at all of the intentions we set, is your professional one can kind of overlap into your sexual, into your personal, like it's all kind of mm-hmm. interweaved, you know? Yes. hundred percent. And the same thing, the sexual stuff can play into your personal and your professional. Mm-hmm. It's all a part of self-growth. It all, yes. all three of them lead to self-growth. And as long as you're feeling more confident, you know what you like, you you understand your desires and what you dislike, you can, you just live with more intention. You're consciously creating rather than you're just like a bystander. It's yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and exploring all these different avenues, you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Well, amen to that. Self-growth, here we come. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for snooping in on our conversation, guys. And if you have any questions or comments, you guys can reach us on Instagram at Girls Gone Deep Podcast. Our email is girlsgonedeep at gmail.com. And we want to thank our sponsor, Horrible Life. It is a card game of Have You Ever All Things Sex. Uh, we had so much fun with it in Tulum. Um, I did a big photo shoot while we were there. I saw so we took the pictures. took pictures with it. So I'm going to post some, some new content on our in our Instagram page there. Horrible so. Life Horrible has Life. amazing pictures on their Instagram. Yeah. And uh, someone just shared a new way to play it too was um, – so – it's have you ever all things sex and kink. So if you have done it or not done it, you can choose the rule. You have to strip. <gasps> and so it's a way to get people to take their clothes off. I was like, oh, mm. great, how have we not life. thought of that? That's crazy to I me. Know, <laughs> I know. So I'm adding that into the rules. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you, catch you next time. I'm Elle. And I'm me. Have a good day.